Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of DFT's Dungeon. My name is Daniel Terry, and on this episode, I got to sit down with Joshua Ashworth of Society's Finest. For the second time, I had done an interview with Josh probably like a week before I quit discography discussion, and so it left that old interview in kind of this limbo, and it didn't really fit with the old show, and... I had a bunch of technical problems because I didn't really know how to edit a podcast by myself at the time. I had to figure it out within a couple of weeks, but unfortunately I wasn't able to save that old one, so Josh was kind enough to sit down with me again and have a very similar conversation again. And we talk about Society's Finest Beginnings, how Josh started the band with Joel, and uh, we talk briefly about his time in Zao. We talk a lot about touring. We talk a lot about Christian metalcore in that time period, late 90s, early 2000s. And so uh, if you guys like this podcast, you're going to like this conversation. And I just want to apologize in advance for the sound quality on this episode. The internet decided it just didn't want to work while we were doing the interview, so I ended up having to call him on the phone. So that being said, I'm going to shut up so you guys can listen to this conversation with Josh Ashworth, and I will see you all in the outro. try this again for anybody that's listening to this me and josh sat down and had like a really really long like awesome conversation i think almost a year ago it's probably been a year ago by now no it hadn't even been that long dude it was over the summer was it over the summer okay i know it was it was right before i quit my last podcast and we did it for that podcast yeah 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 oh yeah, yeah yeah i was like towards the end yeah that's right and then you called me a couple weeks later. You're like, "Yo, when when's the when's the interview coming out?" And I was like, "I, yeah. I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get my life together first. <laughs> You're right. So, but yeah, what we talked about last time was, and you nobody knows what we talked about last time except us. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tread some old ground. But I've always been fascinated by I, I've sort of like not creepily, but always sort of followed what you've been up to as far as like music and just what you've had going on because when we first started talking it was because we did this like we did this episode on our old podcast where we pretty much just like shit all over your band (laughs) Uh, and uh i feel bad about that now i think back last time we talked i was like no man it's like whatever but um you know in the spirit of this new podcast um you know one thing that i think maybe didn't shine through in that old discography discussion episode is obviously like i had been a fan of the band for for quite a while you know like somebody's like oh i don't like this or whatever but it's like that's weird that you like don't like it but you know everything about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just i kind of wanted especially for the listener because you've told me but um I just wanted to get a little bit of background about like what inspired you to want to be in a band, a heavy band. Because last time you talked, or last time we talked, you were talking about how like yeah, I didn't really even listen to any heavy music. So I kind of want to dig into no. that a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I kind of did. Like growing up, I listened to like Vengeance and shit, and like 
Morbid Angel and like punk rock and shit like that and like Metallica or Dead Kennedys or fucking whoever whoever I could you know listen to but I was mainly into hip hop you know forever and so I was wanting to be a rapper and shit so that's what I was doing and I met Joel Bailey and we were like let's do something so um yeah it just happened started screaming while he was playing it just kind of natural or whatever we weren't really, you know, starting off to be a hardcore band. We were just kind of wanting to play music together. But, um, yeah, I'd never really heard any, like, music like that before um, until Joel was, like, giving me CDs and shit. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> this, is, this is awesome. You know? So, uh, yeah, that was that. That was in 90, 94, 95, I think. Yeah, that's when it was. So weird. No. It doesn't sound like that long no. ago, but I guess it was. Yeah, yeah. No, I met Joel. See, no, I met Joel before I was married. That's right. He came to the wedding. So that was a long time ago, '94. See, we started Society's Finest in '97, like as a whole band. Like me and Joel had been trying to find members and shit, and it was just really difficult. You know, didn't have social media back then. Right. It's like, hey, me and my friends are practicing in this garage, but like, yeah. how do how do we get people to actually listen to it before like MySpace and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like you know, word of mouth kind of thing. Like, oh, I know somebody who knows somebody that plays guitar or something like that. Right. And that's that's literally how we found you know everybody. You know, I'd met Joel at a six ten show. Um, this was after he played played bass for them and. Uh, in Dallas, and uh, we had a mutual friend, and she introduced us, and that was that. We've been bros ever since. That's a long time, man. Me and him have been bros forever. That's my that's my main my main main. <laughs> yeah, Joel's but, cool, man. Uh, he uh, I talk to him all the time. He just he sent me a bunch of CDs recently, and uh, oh, really, no really cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, awesome. I haven't seen Joel in literally like 10, 11 years. No, about 11 years. And he lives like 45 minutes. No, about an hour away. <laughs> That's what sucks about being an adult, right? You just sit around talking yeah. about all the stuff that you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to do this tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes. Yep. I wish I wasn't like that. I procrastinate the fuck out of everything. <laughs> I feel that, man. I, I do the same. I mean, look at us. We're doing this again after, like, we both were just like, yeah, let's just <laughs> let's just sit down and do it again. And then for, like, a month, I was like, yeah, dude, I'm totally going to do it. I'm totally going to do it. I'm totally going to do it. Um, But, you know, what's interesting about that time period, too, is, like, <laughs> talking about, you know, getting together with your bros and figuring out how to play. What were some of the first places that you guys, like – played out you know like what is the transition from going from having you know like just playing shows you know with your friends and then like actually wanting to record stuff and like get demos out and stuff like that right um we let's see we started playing shows at like churches of course um you know no no bars in dallas are gonna let some hardcore band play out there right you know it just wasn't a thing, you know, sure hardcore bands came through, but it was, you know, next to nothing 
it wasn't like there was a huge scene until later on, you know, built up. But regardless, like we were playing churches and then we played this place called God's place a lot. Um, <clears throat> this is like old church converted into a venue. Uh, so had pews in it and shit, but they were like pushed back so there could be a pit right. and stuff. And like you play where the pulpit is and stuff. <laughs> you awesome. get up there like a preacher and you're like, Rah! yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. There's a picture of, uh, of us playing somewhere on the internet. Um, at that place, and I had like jinkos on and shit. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> That's right. Oh my god, this like you know oversized shirt. Oh my god, it was awesome. So awesome. But anyway, um, yeah, we just played around, and then um, Joel, you know, was really serious about. He's like, "Let's do this." So we were, we did a split with MySpace Coaster, this uh, this emo band from out here. Um, from back in the day, and so we went and recorded. I guess that was, yeah, that was in maybe 90, 97, 98, 98 maybe. So we did that one, and it was a split, and we put it ourselves, <clears throat> and uh, it it's absolutely horrible. I, I mean, yeah, people want to hear it too, and it's sad, but yeah. So we did that, um, and then... I just wouldn't, I really wasn't thinking anything was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, I was kind of like, uh, the recordings is awful. I just don't like the song. Some of the songs were, you know, embarrassing. And I was just like, oh my God. But we just kept playing and shit. And then um, Eric Shirey and, and, uh, approached us from Pluto Records and wanted to send us to Pointer Palace and have us record a you know an EP and we were like holy shit, dude <clears throat> Zayo records there yeah like yeah yeah <laughs> we were like holy shit, so we got to spend a weekend and recorded our the Private Conflicts and Suicides EP, and then it just took off from there. What's your favorite you know, song on that? On that one, ah oh, god, dude, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like always a bridesmaid. Eggshell, maybe? I always just like asking awkward questions like that. Like, hey, this thing no, that you did a billion years ago, tell me which one's your favorite. Even though you're like, uh, I don't know, man. I did some stuff after that that I liked a lot. <laughs> no, I, I'm really proud of that EP. I still I still put it on sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. That's awesome. I show it to my kid. I'm like, that's your daddy. <laughs> I, need to get a, I, need to, I need to get a copy, a physical copy of that. Um, um, I may know... Dude, hit up Eric Shirey. Do you know you know him? Oh yeah, he probably does Eric have Shirey. one. I'm gonna send him he a DM. Has, I think. Yeah, you should. I'm gonna send somebody him a DM bought, right after we hang up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody bought one um, for me and sent it to me. That's I was cool. like, what? And then they sent me the EP or the split that we did on Goodfellow Records, and I was like, holy shit! <laughs> Getting my history but back, you can't man. Find that you can't find that anywhere. I've looked everywhere for that. Dude, there are certain CDs that are like not even like it's not even that they're like that they fetch a high price or anything, but you just can't find them anywhere. You know what I mean? They just yeah, like they basically yeah. don't exist. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. 
but I need to put it up on Spotify. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man, it's like it's I like I think it's like twenty bucks for a year. You could throw that stuff up on Spotify. Yeah. For them to not yeah. pay you really anything back for <laughs> for I doing that. Don't care. <laughs> yeah. I need to put it. Somebody has a, a society's funnest on uh, profile on SoundCloud, and I don't know who the fuck it is, <laughs> but they have everything on there, like you know the tooth and nail stuff and the stuff on Eulogy. Interesting. And I don't know. Yeah, I was like, I've messaged them being like, who is this? <laughs> like, you know, this is my band. Like, I'd love to take over the account. Right. But I, you know, no response, of course. Yeah, it's so weird. Somebody, it's, pre- it's a premium account, so somebody's paying for it every month. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's really <laughs> weird. I'll have to look that up. If I yeah. find that, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so you, you know, you, you did that, you, you did the EP um with Barry yeah. Pointer um and you kind of had a thing going with uh Pluto Records and uh I actually yeah. don't remember what the story was behind this but so how do you how did you end up uh sort of hooking up with Solid State after that They uh actually Pluto sent them a, a CD and um they were interested like they sent an email back and we were like yo what's up <laughs> and so um <laughs> hey baby what's brandon. up yeah yo yo what's up homie no um i met brandon at cornerstone um eric introduced me to him and we just we talked and talked and talked and they they all shut down the merch and came over and watched us play and shit and then yeah he got my number and literally like he called me the day i got back from cornerstone and uh, offered us a contract and shit. And I was like, holy shit. And of course we took it and it was a bad deal, you know, of course. Yeah, I mean, all 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 record deals in that time period were yeah. typically slanted away from the artist actually being able to, like, make anything off of it. Bro, our advance was $500. <laughs> and you're like, yo, so I got the, you call Brandon up, right? You're like, I got the pizza money, but yeah. uh, where's, the, where's, the, where's the rest for it? <laughs> cheap ass i heard their uh signing bonuses are pretty decent now yeah i bet i know they went through this whole stint where they were owned by like um capital i think it was yeah it's capital yeah yeah and like now they're like independent again so that's uh that's interesting but somebody told me uh somebody got a six digit um signing bonus oh wow yeah that's what i'm saying (laughs) <laughs> you're like i just gotta get i just gotta get the band back together and make some phone calls get the, <laughs> you know i need that check you know <laughs> yo just send oh it over God. man i'll tell i got venmo i got you know <laughs> all that <laughs> so it like that, it seemed like a big deal then to you right like at the, like that yeah, that no, sort of like holy shitness like i own records yeah. you know from this record label yeah yeah no we were fans of all the bands on there and you know, they were sending us emails, you know, when we got signed. I was like, holy shit. You know, I got to know, oh, fuck, one of the dudes from Training for Utopia, I think um, uh, the guitarist, not the vocalist. But Don? The was it Don? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, so he sent me a cassette tape of um, their second record on Tooth and and or on Solid Sear or whatever. And I still have that shit. I still have it in a box inside crazy i haven't played it at all i'm too scared to you don't want the tape to break i think that was <laughs> one yeah, of the cds it, it, that joel sent me was the uh was was that second training for utopia 
Oh, yeah, throwing the wrench, whatever. Yeah, throwing a wrench, yeah. Yeah. I wonder, are you going to, are you going to go to uh, Furnace Fest and see him? I really want to, man, but uh, I'll be totally honest, and people are used to me being honest on this podcast. I don't even have a working car right now, so yeah. I got to figure out all that before, <laughs> you know, before I make my, plans because it's dude, so expensive. My, my car's about to, my car's about to die. We're trying to figure out if it's going to be worth it to fix it or just find something else. That's be too much. The catalytic converter is going out and shit, and there's yeah. Yeah, and that's going to be like thirty five hundred bucks minimum, probably <laughs> to fix that. No, nah, it's like a, it's like a thousand dollars, I think. Oh, okay, well, mine think, was expensive, but, but I'm pretty sure I got ripped like, off. Oh no, shit! Yeah, dude, I yeah, paid thirty five hundred dollars. Sure. Oh damn! Yeah. Maybe it was. I mean, I'm not sure. Like, um, maybe different for other cars, but I just looked for a Honda and shit. Gotcha. But, I just saw a thousand dollars. I could be completely fucking stupid, and you know, I yeah. don't know. No, I feel you. Man. <laughs> well, yeah, we went we went from having two working cars to having two non-working cars in the period about oh, of about sucks. two weeks. So, so yeah, everybody, and it sucks too because like the whole time I'm doing that, like I'm talking to people you know, online or whatever, they're, they're like DMing me and I'm like trying to like, I'm asking people if I can borrow a car, you know what I mean? Like to drive yeah. to work and stuff. And people are yeah, all yeah. like, yo, do you see Extol is on, uh, <laughs> is on Furnace Fest? <laughs> you know, do you see, you know, I think Zayo just got announced and, you know, I mean, I've seen Zayo a million times, but like, you know, uh, training for Utopia, yeah. like I'm, when am I going to ever yeah. see that again? You know? Yeah, no shit. And I bet, I bet Zayo plays shit from that split they did. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, you'd have to, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, have to get a petition online for that. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, dude. Like, uh, I think it's I think it's it's fun because I think because like when I, I was in a band a long time ago, and uh, I remember like uh, I remember us sending our stuff out to like you know solid state face down you know what i mean all that stuff like yeah, yeah. thinking we were gonna get it so i always find it interesting um to see kind of how all that worked like back in because i would consider you know when journey so far came out that that was sort of like a golden era for that label how quickly after yeah, you guys yeah. signed did did you guys do that record uh let me think Let's see cornerstones in july Let's see i get back in july like six months later, five, six months later. Oh, wow. He wanted us to go in the studio like in 30 days. And I was like, bro, we got to write our fucking record. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like we we had material, but we wanted to see what, what else we could do. So we scrapped a lot of good songs, man. Like a lot of good shit. And like there's video of us playing it and shit. And I'm trying to <laughs> there's a dude that has it, but he's like being the gatekeeper about it. So I got to try to get everything from him because me and Joel had talked about um, just me and him recording some stuff, recording that old stuff. That'd be super cool just to have it, yeah. Just so we can record it, you know? Yeah. But we always talk about shit like that. Oh, we should do that. <laughs> so what is it like putting a record out on Solid State? Do you have to just immediately hit the road to support it? Like, was that part of the deal? I mean, they wanted they wanted us to, but you know, we we all worked and we had like I had a family and shit, and um, it was just you know, 
it was just hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we try, we were trying to get on tours and shit and we weren't, you know, we weren't getting shit. We had a manager and we got pitched the Dillinger escape plan, Spitfire and like 18 visions tour or something like that. And, um, we were like, yeah, we'll do it. But tooth and L wouldn't give us any, like any support. Like uh-huh. we needed like help to get on the road and shit. And like, they were like, oh, we'll give you, a, uh, like, 100 CDs. <laughs> no. And you're like, so what? Like, how, do, like, how do the CDs fit in the gas tank? warehouse and sell them. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm looking at this van. <laughs> I don't see a spot to put a CD in the gas tank. How does that work? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was just impossible. Like, I mean, you know, he was like, our manager was like, dude, it's not even worth it. Y'all are going to die on the road. Right. So... You know, we didn't do it. We didn't get to do it. We we had a lot of missed opportunities like that, which was unfortunate. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, they wanted us to get in the studio and, pretty, like, pretty quick. But we were like, dude, we'll just record in the new year. And we, we went up there January 1st of 2000. <laughs> I remember everybody saying, uh, you know, <laughs> it's going to be like Y2K shit, you know. Right. All the computers all, are going to die right when you're in the middle yeah, of doing everything. Yeah, we all yeah. talk about what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That was funny. That shit was hilarious. The panic. There are people that, like, went underground and shit and, like, went to caves and lived and came out, like, you know, 10, 15 years later. <laughs> That'd be wild, man. If there's like somebody still, if there's like somebody still down there, that's like, I'm coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I bet there is, dude. I bet there's fucking people living underground, thinking this world has gone to shit. Just like. I don't know if that's entirely wrong. I don't know. You got end timers like that. You know what I'm saying? Doomsday preppers. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Hundred percent. So, you know, what is there what is there to play at that time? I'm just trying to put myself in that mindset because dude, I was like I wasn't a baby when all, all this was happening, but like I was definitely right. not like paying a lot of attention to a lot of this. Right. So like so like when a guy like me hears Journey so far, it's because I bought it you know, on discount at a Christian bookstore. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like where is there to play at that time? Where was there? Yeah. Christian clubs. I mean, <laughs> that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, it was so hard to, like, because, you know, nobody's going to let Like, it's just hard to get shows up, like, anywhere, because, one, you're, like, heavy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're not, like, you're not, like, corn heavy. You're, like, heavy, heavy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's there really wasn't. You know, except for like Christian clubs, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you're on Tuesday now, <laughs> you know, and they bring you through, or like, or like house shows and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like basement shows or house shows, yeah, churches and stuff. It, it's just stupid, it's stupid. I hated uh, all the politics involved in all that bullshit. Is it true yeah, that you no. could get paid more if you played at a church? Yeah, yeah. 
Like they'd pay you like a pro band versus like just going to like yeah. a club and doing it. Yeah, yeah. We had a lot of clubs taking really good care of us. The promoters were really good, really good. Took very good care of us. Um, yeah, so just the churches and shit, dude. Like honestly, um, I'm trying to think where all these played. Like back then, we played Chain Reaction in. in you know, L.A. or Corona or wherever the fuck it is. I can't remember. But uh, we played there before, but, you know, it was, they were a club used to having, you know, progressive bands in there. So that was, you know, I think that was like the highlight of our, you know, back then when we were first starting out. <clears throat> yeah. But, uh, you know, it was it was the Solid State West Tour or Fest or whatever Zayo played and, like, we played. And those other two bands that were on Solid State and released a record for a second, I forget, Third Root and the other band from the drummer of, I forget the name of the band, fuck, <laughs> I'm old now. Third Root, I remember, I'm trying to think of what other bands were out at that time. It um, was somebody from some other like bigger Christian band. Okay. They got signed to like Victory, I think. They ended up getting signed to Victory. Okay. God, who was that? I can't remember. Not the band that was on Solid State, but the dude who was, he was the drummer was yeah. Okay. And he owned he he owned Face Down. Whatever. He was he was a really good good dude to us, so I mean yeah. you can imagine. Was it oh God, I'm trying to remember what band that was it Born Blind? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was, yeah, okay. Yeah. If if I'm wrong, I'll just edit it out like I wasn't wrong. No, just that's, like that's insert the name of the right band, <laughs> you know, in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's no, cool. That's so, <laughs> did you did you ever get to a point where you guys were were doing it full time? No. Yeah. No. No, I mean, no. It was just shaky, you know. Like, uh, I think when Joel was in the band. We did a couple of weeks here and there and stuff, but um, let me think. Our first tour, when we, we toured as a three-piece, it was me and Chad and Eli, and that was our first tour tour. It was like 30 days, but, dude, I have mental health problems. Like, I act like a little bitch on the tour, so something always happens to where, you know, it's just done, it's over Yeah. in like 30 days, 30 days, 45 days. I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> it's like you go through these cycles where you're just like, I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go yeah. do da-da-da. And then, like, you sit at yep. home for a while, and then you're like, well, maybe yeah. I could, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's it's just exactly. what we were talking about earlier with the procrastination. You know what I mean? It's kind of the same yeah, yeah. same mindset. Yeah. It's like if I would have done this differently or if I would have done that differently, things could have been differently. You know? And I'm just like, God damn. But, you know, it is what it is. If I hadn't you know said this to this person, if I had, yeah, like, right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd done this instead of this and this instead of this, right? No. You know, it may have, you know, shit may have been bad. You know, if things would have gotten better, I don't know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> things could have progressed worse. You know, I had a drug problem, right, back then. So, and that's got to be hard, like being being in that scene too. You know, because it's like yeah. hard enough. It's hard enough to mind your P's and Q's enough to keep from like getting ostracized oh outright. You know, Bro. like right down to how you talk. You know, if if yeah. any, if anybody in the band smokes, then people are all like, "Oh, I just can't believe you do something like that." Yeah, yeah, no, that was me. <laughs> you know, I you know I smoked and 
I was pretty like I don't know I can't think of the word I was pretty pretty liberal. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, but uh, no, I got we got I got told I was going to hell because my tattoos and shit. Yeah. One time. Well, that's that's like, true though, he right? Was like, how's it feel? You're going to hell. And I was like, what? Your tattoos it says not to mark, you know, whatever in, in Leviticus. I said it also says not to wear cotton and nylon. <laughs> so, bro, let's uh, let's strip down to those undies. Oh, are those cotton? Nylon? Yeah. Are those cotton? They got to come off too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said not to wear mixed fabrics and shit. Man, I really, I wish that I, back then, I could have been as good at coming back with stuff like that, but instead I'd just sit there and look <laughs> scared, you know? Yeah, no, I did I did a lot. Sometimes I just, like, whatever. Yeah. Now I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll say whatever, but, um, yeah, no, sometimes, you know, we, people would say stuff, and you just kind of sit there and just take it. Yeah. And not really have anything. You're just like, oh, what do I say, you know? So it gets embarrassing. It's almost embarrassing because it's like getting a scolding or something, you know. Yeah. Was there ever was there ever a time that like the drug problem became basically the thing that prevented you from doing what you wanted? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I just kind of like took control of everything. You know, it wasn't like I was like my day revolved around getting high. I was just getting high. Right. Just getting fucked up, you know. I get fucked up, and then, you know, I had bouts of sobriety, but nothing monumental. Yeah. So, but it was just, it was hard dealing with that, and dealing with an addiction, not knowing what to do with it, trying to, like, not be addicted. Being <laughs> in denial that it is an addiction, yeah. Yeah, you go through that, too, and it's like, I prayed and prayed and prayed. I was like, God, please take this away from me. Please, I don't want this, like, crying, like, literally crying and shit. And like he never did, so <laughs> just like thanks, bro. Yeah. You know, not until recently, you know, I've had like a little bit of sobriety time under my belt. So, um, you know, it is what it is. You know, yeah. Um, you know, towards the end, I learned how to moderate myself and not go balls out crazy and shit. But I think that was a lot of big progression and shit. But now I just don't even fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. It's just not worth the time. It's not worth the money anymore. It's just you got old, you know. I have nothing against drugs. You know, if people want to do drugs, they should be able to. But it's just I don't want to do them anymore. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of like that with me whenever I quit drinking, you know. Um, Because a lot of people are like, are like, you know, I'd go out to a bar to hang out with my friends and stuff, and they would be like, you know, like decide to be, the, they're going to be my personal hero. The bartender come over, like, get you something to drink, and they'd be like, oh yeah, we'll all have beers, but he's not having nothing, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and, you know, I remember being like, dude, I didn't really have a problem, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't just sitting there like yeah, jonesing yeah. for a drink, you know what I mean? Like after I had yeah. quit, but it's just funny kind of how people respond to that. But like for me, what I realized it was is that like. I did have mental health problems. I was having trouble like regulating yeah. my emotions and stuff. And I did yeah. find myself sort of using alcohol as a way to like regulate that. Like I'd be afraid to interview. Yeah. yeah, dude. Like I'd be afraid to interview somebody. Like I get real nervous. Even if it like wasn't somebody famous for some reason, I'd be like, I'm going to say a bunch of dumb stuff, you know? So yeah. I would just like yeah. drink a whole bunch during the interview, yeah. or, like before the interview. Yeah. I did that too. Yeah. 
I was a bad alcoholic, really bad. And I drank heavily for a good almost two decades. So yeah. And then I just walked away from that shit. I never want to talk, touch that shit ever again. It's disgusting. I'm embarrassed that I drank like that, and I'm embarrassed of the things I probably did and said. Same. Uh, yeah. Being drunk, acting drunk. Oh my gosh, I just. It disgusts me now. I just I tried to get drunk one time, and I did. I succeeded, but I immediately regretted it. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god!" And I remember why I stopped. <laughs> yeah. Like, Fuck this. Yeah, so, you hit I this point where you're like, "I don't really even enjoy this. I don't know why. <laughs> you know why I did this." Yeah, before. yeah. No, yeah. That's what it it got down to. Like, I was just like, I drink heavily no matter what. I was like a binge drinker. So like, New Year's I would drink like six margaritas like in a row. I just pound them. And shit, and just be completely fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like pass out. I'd pass out, you know, at like ten o'clock. <laughs> For sure. For I'd sure. Be so drunk. But yeah, man, alcohol is. Whew, yeah. That's a bad. whole other topic. Yeah, like it's. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck. But I, I totally get that though, as far as just being like, look, man, I'm not here to make some huge grand statement about this. I've just decided that this thing is not for me anymore. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what it is. It's just not for me to. It's just not. <laughs> it's you. not that I have. You know, I could probably have a drink, but I just don't want to. I it makes me pee a lot, and I don't like the way it makes me feel. Yeah, I feel. You know, that. I think that it's just gross to me now. I used to love it though. Yeah, shit the bed. Wake up in the morning, like first thing I do is you know pour vodka and lemonade or something go outside smoke cigarettes and get drunk right. <laughs> like 10 in the morning and shit so so what happened eventually like with the band i know that there was like a few iterations because it seemed like it seemed like for a while like you you guys you know it's kind of like what you were talking about earlier how it's like i'm gonna do this i'm into this we're gonna do it you know you start playing shows you yeah. put music out you know um because you had that original sort of incarnation or at least it maybe not original to you but to me um, that original incarnation with Journey so far, and then the band sort of just like went away, <laughs> you know, for a while after that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just hard. Like seriously, it was hard to like. It was hard. one. It was hard to tour, and you know, we had gotten dropped by Solid State, and um, so it was hard to get on tours. It was hard to find management. Yeah. It's hard to find management even on the label. Like we were when we were on Tooth and L, we we didn't know what we had. Dude. We didn't know what the label was supposed to do for us, and you know shit like that. We found like later you find out, you figure it out. You're like, oh fuck, I would have done this. Or I should have asked for this. I should have asked for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I didn't know like we had no fucking glue. We just like no idea. So um, we're just stupid kids. But. Um, you know, it was hard to find management. It was hard to find a booking agent. It was hard to just fucking do anything. So it was frustrating. So, yeah, we just, you know, we wouldn't do anything. And then we'd get offered something. So, you know, we would take off work or whatever and go and do it. And then we try to find something else, you know, to hop on right after. And it was just nothing. It just, it was like that. You know, it was just like, oh, so frustrating. So that's why it became just like one kind of off and on kind of thing um you know we try to get it going it's just people i don't know it's like people are dedicated to do it and at the same time they don't want to like you know oh, i can't and you know, i can't afford to do it you know anymore stuff like that <clears throat> which i get it i mean i understand it's you know you, you eat ass on tour 
You don't make shit back then anyway. You didn't yeah. make shit. You played the show for like $150. And that covered like gas and food <laughs> and shit, like a $20 per diem. Right. And shit like that. And gas. That's it. You break even. There's, there was no profit on tour, like at all. It was just, you know, so you lose money at home. You know what I'm saying? It had to have been weird, though. Um, Sort of, you know, because you you had all of those struggles. It was hard to sort of break through. For the longest time, that kind of music just wasn't gelling with, like, enough people. Like, it was starting to get bigger. But, like, what does it look like, you know, when you fast forward to, like, I don't know, like 2004, 2005, and then suddenly all of that, like, that type of music is, like, popular then? Like, was that weird? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, it was like (laughs) everybody was listening to it all of a sudden. But, you know, we had good opportunities. We put out a really good record in 2006, and we had a lot of opportunities, and my mental health and addiction just fucked it all up. You know what I'm saying? And it is what it is. You know, yeah, it is what it is. But um, being on the road just really, I really struggled uh, with a lot of shit, mental health especially. Like, I was depressed. I would just cry for no reason at all. My anxiety was just horrible. I was hearing voices and shit, thinking I was going batshit crazy. I didn't yeah. want to tell anybody and stuff. Like, I was eating fucking Vicodin and shit. Like crazy, drinking a bunch and trying to self-medicate, you know? Because I, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know, like, oh, my God, until I got fucking diagnosed. And I'm like, oh, that's why I was doing that yeah. kind of thing. But, you know, like, I, I remember being on the road and just, like, slamming on the brakes and pulling over and just, like, running and crying run off to the side of the road and just crying for just no fucking reason. I just couldn't handle it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, and everybody yeah, else is like, fuck. what's going on? Yeah. 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 You know, had a drug problem. I'm just up and down emotionally and stuff doing crazy shit. So, um, yeah, I packed it up and I was just like, fuck this. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, that sucks. But, I mean, it doesn't suck. You know what I mean? Like, I because, mean, dude, I, I liked that record that you guys put out um, in 2006. Um, I thought it was really cool. We had fun recording it. We got to record with um, Andreas from Scarlet, the drummer from Scarlet. Yeah. His studio. And um, Eli, our guitarist, actually ended up playing bass for them for a little while. Oh, that's cool. For Scarlet. He, he just stayed out there. He, <laughs> we went out there and um, he didn't drive back with anybody. He just stayed out there and shit. went on tour with them. That's cool. Yeah. No, that's really cool. It was really cool. I feel that. They're like. They're probably one of my favorites. I mean, they're in my top five for sure. I might be remembering Oof. wrong, but I feel like I feel like I saw Scarlet. I and I could be I could be thinking of two different shows, but I saw Scarlet. Um, I, I yeah, I'm I must be confused because there's two shows. There's one I saw. I think it was like it was Zayo. I think it was Zayo and Beloved. And you were singing okay. in Zayo at the time. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I'm trying to remember because it was, it was in St. Louis. Because uh, I remember it was, like, really hot. It was, like, really, it was like burning up. And, yeah. um, and that was actually the first time I saw Zayo um, was with you Where'd singing. You? Okay. 
and uh, oh, yeah, okay. it was at the Creepy Crawl uh, in St. Louis. What's that place look like? I I can't remember shit about that. Uh, I don't know. Like if I took a dump, oh, in, if I took a dump in a bucket and I put it in front of you, like it'd be, that'd be the Creepy yeah. Crawl. Uh, but okay. no, no, it was think, a good I venue actually. Do uh, you remember the band Story of the Year? Yeah. Uh, they did. Uh, they did their music video for their like big hit uh, "Till the Day I Die." They did that inside the Creepy Crawl. Okay. 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 The okay. old Creepy Crawl. They had a new building. That's what, like when my band came around. We pl- we played at the old Creepy Crawl one time, and then we played uh, again in the new one, and then they went out of yeah. business because nobody knew where the new one was. Right? Like. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. Sucks. That's all right. They were assholes. Yeah, I always wanted to play. I, I've, I've, I played a lot of venues on that tour, on the Zayo tour that I've, I've always wanted to play. It was weird. It's like, holy shit, I'm playing this venue. You know, you, you look on tour dates and shit of all your favorite bands and you're playing like, the venue of that venue. Yeah. And so I, I got to play those venues. I was like stoked. But, yeah. Well, here's an interesting question about that time period, <laughs> too. Is it like... I know that you you were at least okay. So when I went and saw the show, I remember you had said something along the lines of like, "Yeah, we're recording a record. You know, we're doing this. You know, we got because I think the studio time was like booked and everything even before you were like not in the band anymore." Um, yeah. So how much of that was there? Like, how much of that record was there in that form? Because I've always like kind of like always wondered. As a as a it's a weird fan wonder of like what would that record have sounded like you know what I mean right right yeah um, it was probably about midway done I mean we had when I flew out there they had already had like three or four songs written yeah and you know we had done that that little two song thing that we gave out or whatever we did with them on tour. Yeah. Uh, we did those, but there were other songs too, and we were, you know, there was stuff that we would try to play live and stuff. Sometimes we would play them live, you know, some of the new stuff, but um, it, it sounded a lot different. Like they, re, you know, of course, they recorded some, a lot or all the songs that were written, but they sounded different. Yeah, they sound different. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um. Yeah, that was a weird. That was a weird time because I, I was actually like just getting. Yeah. I was just getting into Zayo at the time. Um, oh no shit! Like, I think I'd been into Zayo for like a year or something. It's funny on the last episode that I that is going to come out. That I, so everybody that's listening to this probably heard last week that like I got broke up with by a girlfriend and I was all sad and depressed about it. And then I listened to Zayo and then I like felt better or some shit. You know, like uh-huh. <laughs> it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, dude, I, I'm acting like it's no big deal. Like that was a big deal. Like I heard, I heard Zayo like one time, and I was like, "Yeah, this is way better than like me being upset about, <laughs> you know, getting broke up yeah. with." Like I only want to listen to music that sounds like this, you know. Um, and but I remember like I was following all the stuff online, um, and there, you know, because at first I was bummed because I was like, I think that's how I got into into Society's Finest was that like. I remember I was bummed because I'd heard those Zayo records. I'd bought a couple of them, whatever. And obviously, like you know, everybody that everybody that that listens to Zayo loves Dan, right? And like that's what you're used to hearing on the record. And then, yeah. 
Um, and then they're like, oh, well, Dan's, not, uh, you know, he's he's not he's not yeah. going to be on this new one. So, uh, but they got this other singer. And I was like, and then I listened to those teasers that you were talking about, and I was like, all right, well, this dude sounds cool. You know what I mean? So it was like, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I was, and then everybody's like, yeah, you should go back and listen to the Society's Finest stuff. And so I did, and I was like, cool, yeah, like. So I was like stoked. So by the time I walked into that show. Uh, that you were singing, I was like, I was like ready to go. I was like, oh, this is gonna be oh, awesome. Dope. Yeah, <laughs> dope. yeah, it was super cool, and it's just a, that's a unique memory, you know, because a lot of people, um, the first time they see Zayo, they're always like, yeah, I saw him back in '99, whenever. I was like, yeah, I didn't, right, yeah, I didn't see the band until like 2003, 2004, you know, sometime around there. Finest. Dude, when Society's Finest first started, dude, we played with Zayo at this fucking church and. Um, Peaster, Texas, I think. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think that's where it was. But we sucked, dude. I had, like, my lyrics written out and shit. I couldn't memorize shit. Oh, my God, I was embarrassing. Oh, my God, it was so bad. <laughs> but that's where I met Jesse and shit, and me and him became friends. There. That's cool. So. At the end of the day, all you got are the friendships, right? Like, that's. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's what you get paid in is friendship you know yeah <laughs> that's cool but yeah and then the i remember um you know i remember seeing the band play like i think i think and then the following summer i saw the band again but the, that that was the thing about seeing zeo back then is like when you'd go see him you didn't really know which zeo you were gonna get you know yeah yeah, that was. I mean, it was almost always like earlier on. It was like pretty much always Jesse would be there. You know, right. sometimes Dan would be singing, sometimes not. You know, yeah, um, yeah, that sort of thing. But like, yeah, I always thought. But I always thought that that was really cool, and I always kind of you know because I still listen to those teasers every now and again, and I was like, ah, I just wonder what that you know what that other record that never yeah. you know, came yeah. out like it, it would have sounded like some. It probably would have sounded like Funeral God, but like you know with different lyrics and different vocals and different yeah. ideas and stuff um yeah so yeah it's it's a what could have been it would have been cool i think <laughs> i'm sure it would have yeah but then sure so oh sorry no i just opened up my car door your alarm's going off it's time to wake up no <laughs> <laughs> my car door you've just Cold dreamed the last you've just dreamed the last hour um, oh, <laughs> like what? Oh God, not again! <laughs> yeah, dude. dude. How weird would that be? You're like having that dream, and then you get a text from me that's like, "Yo, are you still good for this?" And you're like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <Yeah. laughs> Which happened? Oh, dude, that would weird me out. Yeah, that would that would send me to the hospital. <laughs> oh shoot! Well, I'm glad you said that because I was like, I should prank him with that later. <laughs> I should just te- I should just like text him in the middle of the night and be like, "Yo, you never showed up for that chat." <laughs> You're like, "What?" <laughs> I'll be like, "Whatever." <laughs> no, nah, you could have done that. That would fine. If it was like if we hadn't have done it and you sent that, I'd have been like, "Oh fuck." Yeah. <laughs> well, I know we like yesterday. Go yesterday, ahead. I um I had fallen asleep like pretty late, like about six, and I woke up at like eight, and I was like, "Oh shit, I missed it." Oh, it's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that tons of times. Uh, or I've oh had, dude, man. I've had, I've had interviews before where like, it's like somebody like really important, you know, like somebody like really, yeah. you know, like somebody that I had to go through like a record label and management in order to get for a half hour, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. On like a Thursday or something. Right. And then like you get a text <laughs> from the publicist and they're like, yo, where are you? <laughs> and I'm like, 
Oh, oh shit. Uh, sorry, my internet went down, and then you like tell your boss that you have diarrhea, and you you know you drive home, <laughs> you yeah. know, do the interview. Um, I don't do that stuff anymore. Like now, I'm just like, yeah, man, I'm sorry, my job's more important, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've definitely had had those types of moments. But um, we've yeah. talked a lot about like sort of the negative aspects of of playing music and. And, and doing that, but like, what what are some of your like favorite memories um, of of playing? You know, of of music. I don't have any. No, I'm just fucking with you. Um, <laughs> it, my the life's a dark <laughs> tunnel with no end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I mean, playing with certain bands, you know, was really cool. Um, being on tour in general, like the the long road you know drives and shit like what you do to like break up the monotony and break up the boredom or just everything but uh i mean meeting friends and stuff like you know what i'm saying i've met a lot of good friends through touring and shit a lot of lot of really good friends but you know there's i don't know i don't know it's bittersweet is what it is for sure <laughs> for sure yeah all that time later yeah yeah, but, you think you're gods when you're on the road. I mean, you're just stupid kids. <laughs> well, you're like this is what this is what it's like to be a rock star it, without the money. Yeah. That's the only difference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know though, man. I've talked to some dudes in some huge bands before that are still just like, dude, I only got a hundred bucks after that tour, or you know what I mean, like something really. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. no, it's expensive to tour. I don't think people realize that it's really expensive. Be sleeping on people's like living room floor and shit, sleeping in churches, sleeping in the van, sleeping in hotels, you know, and just swear whatever, <laughs> whatever to just save money. You know what I'm saying? Did that ever weird you out though? Like, because I know that was a thing where like you'd go out somewhere and someone would be like, "You can come sleep at my house." Was that like? I feel like that yeah, would like creep me out to a weird. certain degree. No, it it is. It's weird, but like we always took you know did it. Because it was a free place to stay. It was always cool. There was no, like, anybody that was like, oh, my God. Well, yeah, no. Nah. nah. I don't think there was any time when it was just, like, it was weird. Yeah. Least, I can't recall. I don't recall anyway. I usually just don't, you know, I just usually stick to myself. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, if it's uncomfortable, then I'm just, mm. But uh, we used to stay with this family in, in uh, Massachusetts and Springfield, Massachusetts, and man, they were the best people on the face of the planet. Like, they were so awesome. I'm bummed because we don't get to see them or anything. We, don't, we lost contact kind of thing. Yeah. But they were good people. That's cool. They took us in, man. They took care of us big time. They let us stay with them for like a week and shit. They bought us food and, man, just everything. That's awesome, man. It was man. so awesome. So we every single tour we would stay with them. We made it a point to like take days off so we could just chill out with them and stuff. So that's so cool. You miss that from the road. You miss those kind of connections and shit. Yeah, and there's definitely times where like no matter how bad things are, people will surprise you sometimes by how good yeah, they are and yeah. you know and gracious yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No, it's 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 true. It's true. Like I said, you know, we I've met some really good people on the road that I still keep in contact with. Yeah. Everything. All my good friends live live out of state. <laughs> you know sure. what I'm saying? For sure. You know, I've got a couple of people here, but you know, everybody that I talk to and like generally give a shit about, they live elsewhere. 
Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, if so I ever get a travel. car again, man, I'll drive. I'll drive down there and hang, and we'll go. Yeah, look, you should we'll go look that. for records or something. Yeah. No, there's a there's good record stores in Dallas. Big time, big time. Good too. Good. good record stores. Go find go find music. I'll take you to eat somewhere. Do you like Do you like meat? Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm still a fat guy, dude. Like, I've lost a lot of weight, but, like, I'm still... I, I went from being, like, really, really, really fat guy to being, like, a normal-sized fat guy. So, like, I'm yeah, still working on it, but, yeah, I'll still eat I'll still eat a burger, man. <laughs> yeah, I got this fucking belly on me. Oh, it just sucks. <laughs> I, yeah, that's what everybody keeps telling me. They're like, man, the belly's going to be the last thing to go, you know? Ah, oh, fuck that. Yeah, I got I started walking and shit and started eating better. I got to get some of this weight off by Furnace Fest. Yeah. So I don't look like a, a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. So. I hope I can get there. <laughs> I hope I can get there, man. Like, I, I, I've missed it. So, like, okay. So, fir- first Furnace Fest, uh, I was, like, stoked. I had, like, I had reached out to, like, them, like, to the organization you know, because, yeah. like, I was in a podcast, like, a fairly successful podcast, you know, at the time. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, they'd probably let me come in and, like, interview people or do, like, a press pass or whatever. And so, like, we talked about that, like, a little bit, like, through email or whatever. And then it got canceled because of COVID, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then so they had to do it again, you know. And then, um, but the second time, like, I was so broke, <laughs> you know, at the time I was like, yeah, because like even even if you can get in for free, which I don't even know if that's a thing. I don't know if people can do that. I know I used to get into Cornerstone for free. Um, yeah. <laughs> on a on a press pass or there was one year my band played. Yeah. So we got in for free. But like um, I remember like thinking like, oh, man, this would be so cool to like talk to some of these. And like I knew some of the dudes in the band. So like if I could have got myself there, I probably could have got in. But yeah. it was one of those, like, you know, I'm still going to have to get a hotel room, and it's still going to cost me, like, a whole lot of money and gas. Dude, and... I know. I, I haven't, like, thought of it. Using, I'm planning on sleeping in a car. I'm planning on renting a car and sleeping in it. Yeah. Or maybe a van, minivan or some shit. But, you know, I've got to take fucking 500 doses of Narcan with me and shit. Right. That's the plan, anyway. But, I mean, there's, oh, my God, i got to start making phone calls next week. But there's so much shit i got to do to be able to do this. Yeah. So hopefully it works out, but regardless, I'll be there passing out test strips or Narcan, <laughs> one or the other. Uh, if I make it there, I'll probably be like running. So what I'm gonna, I, I don't know. I'm caught because like when I do go there, it would be stupid for me to not like interview as many people as I can. Yeah. But at the same time, like I also just want to like kick back and enjoy the fest as a fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just because like I love all that music and the entire point of this podcast was like rediscovering music you know because like yeah on my yeah, old yeah, podcast yeah. man like you hear me you used to hear me complain about it all the time i was like oh i gotta listen to this band i gotta listen to all their records and then i gotta talk about them and then like yeah. sometimes like if i was in a bad mood you'd end up with an episode like the so fine episode was you know where i was like <laughs> you, you know what i mean where, where i was like you know i like the band but i'm in a bad mood or whatever yeah. and i just don't have anything nice to say you know and after a while, I was like, man, like, I got to a point where I was like, I don't even know if I like music anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know if I like listening to these records. And then so, like, once I once I took some time off from doing that, I was like, oh, no, I, I still really dig these records. And I would love to talk about them in a more yeah. in a more positive light, like tell people why I like something. I think that's, like, a little bit right, more right. profound than, like, 
yeah, this sucks. <laughs> you know, yeah, if you yeah. compare this band to this band, you know, ignoring the fact that they're different people that have had different lives yeah. that have different ideas and you know, like <laughs> all of that. Um, yeah. So oh, like man. something like Furnace Fest, I think would be like really good for me, like mentally, yeah, to just go and watch the bands. But it's financially, I, man, it's 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 yeah, tough dude. sell. Yeah, man, I gotta. Yeah, I'm about to do a go go fund me. I need a lot of money to do this, and I'm you know we're, I'm poor, dude. I make disability money, <laughs> dude. And that's not nothing. That's not much. Yeah, you know what I make pays for my medical shit, and my psych shit, and everything, everything that I need. Yeah. And pays our bills like you know we only have a couple of bills because we're living rent free right now but it all takes care of that there's no other income so <laughs> i feel that man i definitely feel that i've been it's been a rough stretch you know like it's so funny because yeah. like i did all these i did all these podcast episodes last year about like yo man everything's getting better my mental health is good and like all that's true like i'm losing weight and my mental health's getting better and like i'm healthier and and all that stuff but like the financial stuff it's like such a bigger dragon to slay you know yeah um is to, to oh get my God, yeah. you can't just generate money out of nowhere you know and so yeah yeah it gets hard but um but it's good man it's good it's good to be able to relate to that too you know what i mean so like every yeah. time yeah. every time i get up on a podcast and say yeah man i get it man i'm broke too and like it it sucks but like we all you know kind of have each other and we all have yeah. a love for this like intangible thing called music so yeah yeah no doubt no doubt so um music that crazy thing 100 <laughs> percent well, man, dude, thank you for taking the time out to do this interview with me again. Because, like, no <laughs> it was uh, it was super. You know, I, I love I loved the conversation that we had last time, and even though this one's a more condensed one, I feel like the heart of it is the, is the same. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of DFT's Dungeon. Like I said in the intro, my name is Daniel Terry. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Josh. And I've got a lot more conversations coming up this season. And I hope you guys stick around. If you guys like the podcast, make sure you're subscribed to it on your favorite podcasting app. Leave it a review if that's your type of thing. And tell your friends about the show. And if you want to follow me and see what I'm up to, I am on Twitter at DFT9000. I'm on Instagram under DFT Dungeon and on Facebook under DFT's Dungeon. You can always send me an email at DFTDungeon at gmail.com. Or if you just want to talk and share memes and crack jokes, then uh, you can join our Discord server. There will be a link in the show notes that will take you to the wonderful world of Discord. And if you're trying to get a hold of me fast, that's probably the fastest way to do it. So I hope to see you guys on there. But if I don't, that's okay too. I will see you here next week. Yeah.